right, welcome back to another episode of Product Thinking. I am Kyle. And this week, we are talking about lessons in thinking long-term, understanding consequences of short-term focus. You probably remember the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, the uncertainty, the fear, the shift to working remotely for many people. And if you tried to buy certain items like masks or toilet paper, you may have faced aisles of empty shelves, like in the photo that I included in the newsletter this week, which of course you can find at productthinking.cc. It was one that I took in March 2020 of the completely empty shelves at our local grocery store as we were looking for paper products. Hand sanitizer became an incredibly hot commodity as well. I, I know that we stocked up on a little bit, uh, but at the time, by the time we went back to the store, it was completely gone. Everybody had bought every ounce of hand sanitizer that was available anywhere. Everyone was stocking up, or in some cases, stockpiling in order to make a profit, which definitely did not work out for many of the people who did that. In March 2020, the U.S. FDA relaxed its regulations around hand sanitizer so that new producers could meet demand. Rules that forced producers to use pharmaceutical-grade ethanol and to test sanitizers weren't enforced anymore for a period of time. And with demand at an all-time high and supply at an all-time low, just about everybody jumped into making hand sanitizer. I, I even recall making a homebrew version of myself, though it was definitely not to sell. Um, according to an article on Wired, uh, quoting from this, from whiskey to vodka distillers to manufacturers of CBD oils, beauty products, and drilling fluids, anyone with access to ethanol seemed to rebrand overnight as a sanitizer maker. And this, unsurprisingly, led to a massive increase in hand sanitizer available to buy, which certainly was the purpose, though the quality of it was often sus suspect. I know that we found this out as we bought different variations of hand sanitizer, uh, some that just ended up not being used at all. Many of these sanitizers had massive amounts of industrial chemicals not normally allowed in hand sanitizers. Many of them caused problems for users, everything from skin irritation to actual death from ingestion, which wouldn't happen with normal hand sanitizer. And this wasn't the only problem. With everyone producing hand sanitizer, we quickly had way, way too much. So in March 2022, the FDA reinstated its rules. And quoting again from this article in Wired, the FDA reinstated its pre-pandemic regulations on hand sanitizer. Now that supply had caught up to demand, the agency said, the relaxed rules were no longer appropriate. Manufacturers were not allowed to sell or donate any sanitizer produced under the rules starting in March 2022, and they would need to find some way to destroy it. While the agency the agency's moved surely resulted in fewer bottles of tainted sanitizer reaching the market, it created a new problem. Discarded sanitizer is supposed to be separated from its plastic bottles and treated as hazardous waste. In one trade group, the National Association of Chemical Distributors complained to the FDA that the process would be inefficient, expensive, and time-consuming. The group also asserted it is more costly to dispose of the product than to give it away. 
though the, the assertion does not acknowledge the numerous safety problems found in pandemic sanitizer. So some of this excess sanitizer found its way into rivers, obviously. Some of it exploded in warehouses, and some of it still needs to be disposed of, unsurprisingly. And final quote, people who work in the waste management industry say that they have been regularly fielding calls from people trying to get rid of hand sanitizer. It's been prohibitively expensive for the big jobs that we've talked to, so they haven't followed through with us, says Tony Orlando, the president of a California company that disposes of hazardous waste. So taking all that into account, we potentially needed more hand sanitizer early in the pandemic, or at least we thought we did before we really understood what was going on. But in relaxing the rules around its creation, we weren't thinking through the long-term consequences. No one stopped to ask what would happen when fly-by-night outfits produced bad sanitizer that ended up hurting people, or what we'd do uh, with all of it once the initial problem was over and we just had massive amounts of hand sanitizer that we couldn't end up using. So let's tie this back to some product development long-termism. It's easy in product development to get pulled into short-term thinking, much like we've been talking about with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic and the hand sanitizer issue. Uh, I'm sure we've all heard phrases like, you know, we just need to get these features shipped. It's our MVP. We can fix it later. We have a deadline to hit. We committed to finishing this quarter. We've all heard these sentiments. Maybe we've even used them ourselves at times. And there isn't anything inherently wrong with needing to ship quickly, uh, with making an MVP, with hitting a deadline or fulfilling a commitment. But we often make these trade-offs in the short term without understanding or considering how they might impact us in the long term. In one organization I, I worked with, they had, a, they had made a series of short-term trade-offs, prioritizing getting features out, moving fast, at the expense of the architecture of their product, at the overall user experience. Maybe that made sense at the time, but no one had accounted for the long-term consequences of needing to deal with significant re-architecture work later. And when that bill came due, they weren't prepared to slow down on everything else that they were doing, so clearly hadn't considered the trade-offs beforehand to understand that you have to do these things either early or later. The key really is understanding what short-term and long-term trade-offs you're willing to make and what you'll need to do. Most of us can't spend years creating the perfect architecture for a product or perfecting every detail or feature. We're not Apple, for example. But we can plan to slow down to get certain parts right while speeding up for other parts all while acknowledging that we need to build uh, in time at some point, whether it's at the beginning or later, to get more of the details correct. We have to have that at some point. We have to build it into our, our plans, our roadmaps, in order to ensure that we're, we're both capturing that information and circling back to it if we're deciding not to do it early. Many of us, as product managers, are in a unique position to help highlight these trade-offs and ensure we're accounting for them in our roadmaps. While it's not the sole responsibility of product managers and not solely the responsibility of product managers, it is a key responsibility that many of us as product managers own. 
and need to help everyone be aware of the costs and benefits of moving fast versus slowing down and when we'll have to make those trade-offs and at what point we're going to uh, be addressing some of those trade-offs, whether it's early or whether it's later. So we'd have been much better served during the pandemic if the FDA hadn't relaxed its rules for so long or had thought about the long-term consequences of their hand sanitizer policy. And we'd be better off as product teams and organizations if we thought more about the long-term while balancing our short-term needs. So that is our newsletter and podcast from this week, Lessons in Thinking Long-Term, Understanding Consequences of a Short-Term Focus, something that we all need to be aware of. If you haven't already, don't forget to follow us wherever you get your podcasts and definitely subscribe to the newsletter over at productthinking.cc if you haven't done that already. You can, of course, follow us on social media at Product Thinking, just one T in the middle on TikTok and Twitter. You can follow me as well at Kyle Larry Evans on TikTok and Twitter. And until next time, keep questioning all those assumptions. Oh, oh, oh.